welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We've got a lot to get through. Uh, at the first part of the show, so I'm going to jump right into it. I don't want to dilly-dally. I want to be able to get to the callers. I am going to give a heads-up real quick to area code 770 and 216 and let you know that you are not in the lineup right now. If you're wanting to come on, please press 1, and that will alert me that it is okay to bring you on. Then I want to... Get organized here. Okay, so <laughs> then I want to let you know if you'd like to call in tonight and share your piece. The number to reach the studio is six four six five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. Alrighty. Want to go over some things real quickly. If you read uh, the information about the show tonight, I said I wanted to talk a little bit about the submission links that I posted on my Facebook page yesterday. And if you're not on my page or on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and uh, be able to jump on my page and, and see what those are all about if you're not on there. But yesterday, I must have posted close to 50 total different journals that are accepting submissions right now. And maybe, just about maybe half of them were all themed issues. And it really made me think about when we do our Inspiration from the Inkwell workshop portion of this, as I was working on posting these links for you there are a bunch of them that are the themed issues. And those are kind of like prompts. And I thought, you know, I wonder if we should talk about that so you can go look at those and use those for prompts. Because, you know, when you're submitting to a a literary journal or, you know, an online magazine, whatever it is, it's hard to know what they're looking for, right? And so you send them something and who knows, really, you know, what, what they're in the mood for the day they open that email. Themed issues are different. They know, you know exactly, they tell you exactly what they want you to send them. They tell you exactly what you they want your poem to be about. So it's like a prompt. It's like, okay. So I was looking at these, and one that really caught my eye as I was going through them was uh, uh, Still Point Arts Quarterly is doing a themed issue on with the theme of ruins. And I've got uh, quite a few poems that I wrote between my sister and I back and forth. We wrote back and forth. And one of the things that we reference in that throughout all of the poetry is ruins. And so I thought, you know, that would be a really cool place to look at for those poems. And so I'm real excited about that one. But if you think of that as a prompt, you know, like I give you your prompts during the workshop, I'll tell you, you know, okay, your prompt is ruins. And you write a poem about ruins, and then you take that poem and you send it in. I mean, they're basically giving you the prompt and telling us, you know, give me your amazing words. So they make it really simple. Things you want to make sure of is that you read their submission guidelines. 
you know, you don't want your poem rejected because it was in, you know, 12 point papyrus font instead of, you know, 14 point Arial. And uh, that's why your poem gets rejected, but you think that it was because they didn't like your poem, and so you start, you know, stalking them and kicking their dog and stuff, and it just ends well for nobody. So make sure that you read the Smithson guidelines so you make sure that you, you know, do this in a way that's that's going to be pleasing for them. <laughs> All right. And then it's always a good idea to take a look at the journal before you send something in. You know, you can kind of get an idea. If you write in a more tongue-in-cheek way and they are a hardcore political magazine, right, and they give the prompt of America and you write something silly about this alien named America or whatever, <laughs> you know, and then they, and they read that and it's like, God, does this guy not understand what kind of a journal we are? So, you know, we can't read all of them, so we don't know. So it's really a good idea to go and check some of them, look at some of their past issues online, read, you know, the types of things that they, you know, you can get an idea for the flavor of some place. You know, you know when it's okay to wear sweatpants to McDonald's and put on a nice pair of jeans for Applebee's, right? Okay, so the journals are the same way. You have to look at them like that. You know, know your audience. Then, if you look down the list on an I post all the themed ones are posted separately. Then I have a combined list of journals that are non-paying markets that are open for general submissions and the paying markets that are non-themed that are open for general submissions. And those are just in a list. But all of the themed ones I listed separately. So when you go onto my page, look for the two of the lists and then look for all these themed ones in their own posts. And looking up, I mean, some of them were really fun. There's a... Um, open space, um, the sea, uh, one of them was really funny. Their theme for the issue is poets are funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the nature issue, road trip, um, I mean, just going, all all kinds of things. So, you're, hey, look, this one's looking for a poem about road trips. I just wrote about a road trip. And so you can send them, or you just wrote about an alien going on a road trip. That's still a road trip. <laughs> um, what's with me and aliens tonight? Anyway, so yeah, go look at those in the sense of being prompts. Get something written up and get it sent in and let's see what happens. Okay? All right. Now, I want to remind you once again, the number to call in tonight is 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. Let you know as well if you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop for us or with us, you can do that happily. We will let you do that. Uh, just shoot me a message on Facebook. Once again, if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, last name Alicia. Let me know what you want to put together, and we will get that done. Your workshops can anywhere be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. You can pre-record them on your computer and edit them and add all your bells and whistles and kazoos and, and email me the MP3 file, or I can do a conference call with you, and I can pre-record it for you, maybe do a short interview with you and talk about you know you and your poetry and why you're doing this and and how to find your books and why you're amazing and 
yada, yada, and then talk a little bit about what your workshop's going to be. And then I'll shut up, mute my mic, and you just go till you're done. And then we'll pre-record it that way. Or you can do it live, or a combination of both. We could do the pre-recorded part first, and then do your live question-answer thing at the end, live with callers. So let me know about that. Next thing I want to do is I want to thank our sponsors. It's really important to really important to thank the people who stepped up to the plate last year, you know, and gave whatever it was that they could to help keep this community on the air for another year. October, here in just a couple of months, is going to be our 15th year on the air. I mean, that's unreal. You know, and ever since, you know, we opened this up and had people help sponsor our broadcasting license, the list has just gotten longer and longer and longer and more people and more people and more people are getting involved. And it just makes really me really proud of all of you. You know, the job that you've done here, the community that you've built that makes people, this makes this an important place for you guys, for me, for all of us to hang out together. So, those who help contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Case, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. I also want to mention that anonymous donations were made in the name of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. So thank all of you guys for helping to keep this community going, growing, glowing, all that good stuff. Wow, that was almost a poem. (laughs) Imagine that. All right. So next. We're going to get to the mini workshop portion, your inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show. So all of you should pull out your notepads, your journals, grab a pen, open them up, because I'm going to go through these, try to get through them quickly. I've added a couple, so I, I want to make sure that uh, you know, you're not kept on hold forever. First, your journal assignment for the week. You have a new journal assignment. You know, we've been doing just the prompts, but we've brought the journal assignment back. And then a little bit later on, we're going to be bringing back the actual writing exercises, too. So, journal assignment for the week. And I want you to remember, as you approach this, by the way, that journal writing is one-on-one time with just you and your muses, you and your brain, eye-to-eye, mano-mano. Okay. It's time to like explore your thoughts, write ideas out, you know, provoke, I guess, provoke your own sources of inspiration. It's not meant to produce great 
writing, but instead lead you to where you're going to write great things by exploring your unique thoughts and uh, developing your own voice in poetry. You know, there's a reason when Rod Stewart comes on, we know it's Rod Stewart. We don't have to look it up or use that phone thing I see people doing, holding the phone. What is this song? <laughs> and then she goes, oh, this is this song. That's really crazy. That's insane to me. Anyway, so, um, yeah, journal assignment. Have your one-on-one time with your muses, developing your own voice. So let's just roll forward with that. <laughs> so what we are going to be doing is called Free Thought Writing Through Reflection. Free Thought Writing Through Reflection. So for the next month or so, I'm going to be giving you the beginning of a thought. And what I'd like you to do is write that at the top of a clean journal page. Next, I want you to write out all the different ways you can finish the thought. And I would really, really like you to strive for at least 20. Okay? So the reflection sentence for this week is, If I had of just, if I had of just, and fill in the blank. So write, if I had of just, at the top of the page, and think of all the ways you could fill in that blank. If I had of just practiced this opening more. <laughs> um, so you kind of get the idea. You know, and sometimes, for me, when I do this exercise, sometimes I'll just do it randomly. I'll hear something, and I'll think of a bunch of different things. It's like, okay, I'm going to do that. Um, it's easiest for me to pick a train of thought and then kind of follow it till the track runs out and then jump to another train and follow that thought. Like, for instance, um, you can begin with silly answers or you can, you know, if I just had of and make them very serious, profound sentence or answers or make them sad or happy or made up fantastical, you know, if I had of just... Move to the third star instead of the fourth. Whatever. Okay. Just fun, silly, crazy, maybe life-pivoting moments. Um, or maybe answer them for someone else or something else. You know, what if you were to write a uh, write in the voice of a tree or a cat or a dog? Think about that. <laughs> if I just had a... <laughs> Uh, first thing I think of is, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. That would just be, you guys would be so disgusted at me. So sometimes I'm glad I catch my tongue. All right, so anyway, that is your free thought writing through reflection journal assignment. And then go. Have fun with it. It'll have fun with you. We're going to do your poetry prompts. Now remember, prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. Now, with that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem, can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, whatever you do with it is entirely up to you. All right, but it has to be the title of, a line in, or the general concept of the poem. So I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. I'm going to run through these 12 different prompts for this week. We have number 1, Ode to a Finger Pointed or no, a pointed finger. <laughs> Ode to a pointed finger. I think that one's fun. Ode to a pointed finger. Two, when your chaos met mine. 
when your chaos met mine. 3. Strange Children Strange Children 4. This will be a fun one, too. You can, I should make this one mandatory. Everybody has to do this one. Anyway, number four, ten worst decisions ever. Ten worst decisions ever. Five, there is a sadness at my window. There is a sadness at my window. Six, when the mask is all that's left. When the mask is all that's left. Seven. Death has no country. Death has no country. Eight. The other me. Or for some of us, you can change that to the other me's. (laughs) The other me. Nine. Walls merging with air. Walls merging with air. Ten. Reaching for perfect. Reaching for perfect. Eleven. News of the day. News of the day. And number twelve. Walking through strangers' dreams. Walking through strangers' dreams. All right. So those are your 12 prompts for the week. You can use each prompt and write one prompt to all 12 or one poem to all 12 prompts. You can mix and match them. You can use line 12 and line 8 and 3 and jump back down and grab 11 and use all of those in one poem. Or you can get real froggy and you can use all the lines in one poem. Okay. Whatever you want to do is entirely up to you. We're going to do your writing exercise part of this and I kind of merged these two together because I thought it was a really good way to use the prompts I already give you into something that you're going to be doing additionally instead of giving you a completely different thing they can tie into each other so your writing exercise that we've been doing is called pick apart a prompt and this exercise is to help teach you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is more important than what you write to it. You want to get past that knee-jerk reaction. You want to get past that first train of thought that tries to run away with you and look deeper, look into the shadows, look under the rug, look in the places mama's not supposed to see and find those unique ideas that ties into the journal assignment, by the way, that I gave you. Reflection. Okay, so what you do with a prompt before you write to it is more important than what you do or what you write to it. You're only going to find those unique ideas by searching in places you don't normally look or most people won't go. All right, so for this exercise, again, you're using the 12 poetry prompts I just gave you. From the list, I want you to start on a clean journal page and write down the first prompt. Then I want you to spend a bit thinking about it and write down at least six different poems you could write using that prompt. So from that one prompt, write down the ideas for you know, a short description of or however you want to do it. 
write down six different poems you could write to using that same prompt, but the poems are completely different. All the different phases you could give it, the voices it could stand for, how can you twist it and turn it and manipulate it. Okay. Once you are done with the first one, go to the second, the third, all the way till you're done with all 12 prompts. And for all 12 prompts, have six different ideas and ways that you could write to that prompt. All right. Now, I guarantee you that you are not going to be able to get through this exercise and not have one of these run away with you, and you're going to be off and writing a poem. It is absolutely 100% guaranteed impossible for that to happen. Okay, so it's real fun. Start with the first prompt. Write six different poems. You can write to that prompt. Once again, I'm going to run through the prompts again for you very quickly in case you missed them. And if you don't get all these down, don't worry about it. You can come back at the end of the show and after we've archived and listened to the podcast. And you'll be able to start and stop and write things down there. Same thing if you're... Uh, sitting there some night and you can't think of something to write about and you need that little push, you can come listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and you know go through some of the writing prompts and things that we do. So once again, one, ode to a pointed finger. Two, when your chaos met mine. Three, strange children. Ten, worst, ten worst decisions ever. Five, there is a sadness at my window. Six, when the mask is all that's left. Seven, death has no country. Eight, the other me. Nine, walls merging with air. Ten, reaching for perfect. Eleven, news of the day. And twelve, walking through strangers' dreams. So there you go. I know you're going to have some fun with those. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have what? And I know in my heart of hearts, all of you right now are throwing your pumped fist into the air. And you got that right. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it what? Backwards. Yay. You guys are awesome. I know you paid attention. <laughs> You are what you eat. That applies to your brain as well. If you want to grow big and strong as a writer, you have to read. Next, we are doing your, uh, this is an extra credit reading for prompts. Going into, you know, you you have to read, so maybe this will be a fun incentive for you to read something new. Your extra credit reading for prompts is, the way this is going to be is, I'm going to give you a poet and then a starting line. You're going to read a couple of poems from them till you find your target idea. You're going to be, you know, you'll have the idea you're going to start off with and you're going to start reading through someone's poems and something's going to fit. And that's what you're going to run with. So once you find your target in the poem, I want you to write, it can be a poem, a uh, prose story. You can write a letter or just ramble or rattle off a rant or whatever. You know, just whatever direction you want to take it that you're reading for prompts just between you and I, poet and starting line are, 
Robert Frost, you must have been high when you wrote that what? And go. So read some poems by Robert Frost. Find something that will fit into there. Watch for it as you're reading his poems. Grab that line or that poem or that idea, whatever grabs you, and write about that. Robert Frost, Robert Frost, you must have been high when you wrote that. All right, the two act ongoing activities we've been focusing are on our first read one or uh, learn one new poetry form every month. That's a place where we can all use Im- improvement. Uh, you know, just Google it, different poetry forms, and pick one and learn one new one every single month. The next thing is to go out every single day in your life, you guys, and find something around you. That is worth 17 syllables. So much of your life is spent focusing on other things that you can give 17 syllables to your creative side during the day. Again, your brain is what it eats. You put all that negative news in there, all the sadness, all the opinions, all the politics, all the advertising all this stuff. No. If that's what you're eating, what's that say you're putting in your brain? So, pay attention to that creative side of you. Feed that as well. It is so important. There is nothing worse than the muse giving you a silent treatment because you've been ignoring it. So, you know, toss it a bone once in a while. So every single day, I want you to write a haiku haiku poem. Three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. That's your 17 syllables. Every single day, go out and find something worth 17 syllables and write your haiku. It doesn't have to be good. In fact, you have permission to write really crappy poems. Just have fun with it. Every single day, write a haiku. All right. That is it. That is your inspiration from the inkwell. We are done. We got through it. Yay. All right. So I'm going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a um, recording from one of you poets. So if you would like to have your track played on the air, you can send those to me at... The, the word does in the title, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. The speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure that you put MP3 audio track, something along that lines into the, the uh, subject header so I, I can see that and then we'll get, upload, get it uploaded to the show's library and play them on the air. The piece that I am going to start the show off with tonight is Brian Ellis, and it's called Shopping Carts. Here you go. It started as a game of communist soccer. Communist soccer is when you and your friends stand around a shopping cart, volleying the ball back and forth, eventually getting it in a basket. 
In communist soccer, when one person gets it in the basket, everyone does. We had the energy, we had the night, we had each other. We had a problem. We were way too good at this, so we did the most obvious thing. We stacked another shopping cart on top of the one we already had. But a hot minute later, we were popping the ball in every other slap of the ankle. By the time we lifted that third cart into the air, we knew something unexpected was going on. Maybe even something magical. The shopping carts. They were begging for it. Begging for us to pull pyramids out of them, so we answered their prayers. The logistics were immediate, and the mechanics came even quicker. We worked in pairs. Gathering the carts, lifting and attaching, deciding where the sculpture is going to go next. First, the center is upright, and then they spread outward, laying the carts on their side. The next layer rests with its front wheels, hooked into the basket in the center. You wouldn't expect how many ways shopping carts can lock into one another in the middle of an empty stop and shop parking lot on a weekday. It didn't take long for authority to come after us, and we ran, but not before we were given a thick, Hey! You think this is funny? Who's gonna take this down? Some lifetime dead-end job schlub just like me, whose morning routine will be abruptly interrupted by something he or she didn't know existed, our work was not finished. At Star Market, we erected an overflowing swarm of metal and carriage. By the dumpsters of Family Dollar, we reconstructed the scattered bones of commercialism into a throne of modern antiquity. We slid them upside down to the ones right side up. We forced wheels in the handles. In the alley behind Toys R Us, we erected a ziggurat to the possibilities of shopping carts. It was what was inside of us. And like everything else, it came from the earth. We chiseled away all that was not shopping cart from the air, and the closer we drew the realm of the impossible, the larger it became we wrote letters. In the language of shopping cart, and they read, Wage slave, when you pull this apart tomorrow, please do not let any weight gather in your shoulders. We wanted to put a little impossible in your life again. A little unexpected. A little I don't know what's around the corner. And we wanted to remind you of the necessity of magic. So when you pull apart these structures, sculptures, pyramids, remember that a pyramid has five points. One, that aims towards God. And four, that reach for something more important. That was Brian Ellis with Shopping Carts. I absolutely love that piece. All right, guys, you know what comes next. We are getting on to our open mic portion of the show where we spend an entire evening with the very best of the best and spoken word poets right here on the Speakeasy Cafe. I'm excited to be here with you guys, let me tell you. The number again to call in is 646-595-3965. We are, if you are on hold right now, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. Make sure when I bring you on that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. You never want to send your, you know, your, you know, you don't want to send out in the world. You're basically air publishing right now. 
<laughs> so make sure your name is attached. Say, hi, this is me. And I'll say, hi back, and then we'll go. Right now, we can do, the lines are not crazy full, but they're kind of full. We can do two poems right now. If the lines get much fuller, we're going to have to switch that back and uh, drop you back down to doing just one. But if you do just like two normal poems, you'll be good to go. You know, try to keep, right, keep it right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. And then I want to let area code 503. Oh, no, not 503. 503, I got you. 503, don't do anything. You're fine. Area code 520. Know that you are not in the lineup. I am not, have not been giving the, given the uh, red light to know that it is okay to unmute you. So 520, if you would like to come on the air, please press 1 on your phone. And if you're here just listening, I want to thank you for being here. Appreciate it. If you change your mind and want to come on and read at any time, 520. Press 1 at that time. All right. Next, when you are done reading, remember to give your URL. It's real important that people can come over and find you and you start building up your writer's network. And then as you're choosing which poem to read tonight, please keep in mind that we have a mature rating. That means you are bound to hear just about anything, you guys. I cannot control what comes through the other end of that mic when I unmute it. We do not pre-screen our calls. Is that not a call out to the trolls? So, please, keep in mind, we have a mature rating. If you're listening, you're going to hear about anything. With the exception, callers, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn poems. No bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. I'm going to give the lineup for the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up. How quickly you're coming on the air. We have 731-972. And five, what's that, 503. Those are our first three callers. That's why I got mixed up when I looked at the bottom. 503, because that's the same area code as mine. And it's like, no, wait. <laughs> hey, 201, you are not in the lineup either. 201, if you want to come on the air, please press 1. If you're hanging out listening, thanks for being here. I see you down there. Welcome. Same thing for 520 again. If either 520 or 201 want to come on the air, press 1. Just hang out and have fun. All right, so, yeah, let's go ahead and grab area code 731. 731, you are on the air. Nala, this is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. How are you? I knew it was Michael. How are you doing, sweetheart? We knew it because you're psychic. <laughs> or or I'm like a stalker and I'm, I'm spying on your call. Don't you think psychics are pretty much stalkers? Think about That's it. probably true. Mm-hmm. I sent you a link for Dale Winslow's Facebook page. It's everything I want to do is is about her, and uh, we put that in the chat room. I'd appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that don't know Dale Winslow, she was a very famous and well-respected writer on MySpace as Blackbird. Probably like 20% of your audience just raised an eyebrow and went, Blackbird, that's familiar there. So, uh, South Philbrook passed away yesterday. Pretty sad about that. 
Uh, if you were in the MySpace poetry group, everybody knew who Cy was. Maybe just everybody knew Cy. He was a uh, was a great sonnet writer and uh, he's a great person. He was also a great encourager. He uh, he was really uh, if you had him pushing for you to uh, get in there and write something or whatever and coach you and cheer you on, that was that was a positive thing. He was noted for that. He worked hard for that. He was a good guy. He really was. He uh, was, One day, I read, I read a poem on your show in 2013 in May. It's called Pauper Graves that I wrote. And I attempted to write a sonic like Cy would. And his would the sentence didn't end at the end of the line. It was so confusing to do, but I, but I got through one. And and I asked him, is there a particular name of it? And uh, what he thought of it, and he said, well, that's excellent. The form is Shakespearean sonnet, as though that was all there was to it. Then he said, hey, if you're going to steal, steal from the best. <laughs> so he just told me I stole from William Shakespeare, and that was funny. Anyway, we'll do that one another day. Today I want to focus on a poem that Dale put together. And she included lines and passages from size poems to put it together. Looking at it, it's it's like looking at a waterfall. You just can't really describe the fish and trees and everything that are going over as they do. Uh, you can scan down it pretty easily since I sent you the link to her page and it goes right down there. But uh, I'll make it as good as I can. And then after that, there's uh, there's like three comments to the post that I'm going to share. One's by Chuck Steffen and one's by Mike Carson and the last one's by me. This, this all went down at like 3 o'clock in the morning. So there you go. This is Life Song by Dale Winslow. I'm Christ on a hot summer's day sitting in a cornfield. Quote attributed to Cy Philbrook from his poem Ragamuffin. Eight fingers, two thumbs, you gave me palm trees open upwards. Nothing in them but hope. The message of live, live, live. And I found myself speechless, trembling in that field and dropping to my knees beside Jericho. You, sitting cross-legged with eyes opened upward, you're not afraid of the sky. You, thinking of some distant song, something greater than humanity, something we missed. Give me the words that stay. Love, 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 you have broken me broken me so many times that these fingertips bear patterns I was not born with. Prints rearranged in my rebuilding and I so much wanting them to be blank. A chemical burn dislike. Our love is red with pain and we are mute. And you say this is life and this is tinderbox life. Fireflies grow in their chemical release lighting themselves on your fingers. And all I smell is wood smoke and cinnamon. Abandoned, I'm ash blown in the wind. So unforgiving. Eight fingers, 
two thumbs. Your palms are down now, fingers plowing the ground, black soil coloring you like Mississippi mud. And you sing me songs, magnolia, sax, and radiant. We speak in such definites. The crows rise up from the fields, move as one breath across the sky, finding some refuge in the naked trees, hanging in them as feathered fruit. This deep rumble of the tractor weaves bass notes to your words. Early autumn days, tumble-down days, these gentle times, these small things, this is where I belong. This is where I belong, in a cornfield watching prairie fires burn poems across your eyes while you run rivers of light through the dark loam. Your sight is always on the sky. And I feel pages upon pages with words that fly away. And I'm crying, crying. And I'm so very alive. Chuck Stephan said, Beautiful. And such a perfect tribute to sigh. Hugs and tears. Signed, the wordman. Mike Carson said, Tumble down days indeed. That was so well put together in me, I'm falling apart. Michael Todd said, I am so grateful you brought this out. I read it aloud in my head, and I read it aloud in my room. This afforded comfort. This provided reassurance. These reset the pieces of the game board for a few precious moments. Chuck Stephan carefully measures tension on the wire. Mike Carson knows that a puzzle is never fully complete until all the pieces are placed back in the box, separated, except for maybe a couple that join a feather. Dale Winslow is the host, ever the liaison, watching her flock through glass tinted in a room behind the blue door. She can look out and measure grass freshly mown just by holding her forefinger and thumb apart with one eye open and the other hand behind her back. She can gauge symmetry by glancing at shadows in a wall mirror across the room, but she cannot calculate cause and effect, for there are no measures stated. If anyone else knows on this day, they're not saying. And Wow. That was at the end. I'm reading along. You got some some nice comments there. That was I I candy I thought it was amazing. I'm very sad too. Yeah, this was gonna this one's gonna leave a mark uh, for a lot of people. But Dale was incredibly close with him. They were the best friends. I mean, they were in contact constantly, long after Sai stepped away from uh, social media. Um, they were besties. So it's a it's a big gap for her. I'm very concerned for her, but she'll be okay. She'll get through it. She's the uh, proverbial straw that stirs the drink. That's who she is. 
it was an amazing piece that she wrote. It was absolutely, you know, just the poem in itself. She's such a phenomenal, phenomenal writer. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to be reading that again. Well, I'm going to leave it there. If y'all want to go to Dale's page, you can look her up. www.facebook.com slash Dale Winslow. That's D-A-L-E-W-I-N-S-L-O-W. Perfect. And I've got a couple of, I don't know if you know this or not, but I've got a couple of size poems on the... Um, on the library and there's one that's that's pretty short I'm going to play that right now you guys so you just have to bear with me because I'm going to play that and then we and it's called Manifesto I don't know if you're familiar with that or not and then we're going to close the show with another piece a size called This Is Not Poetry but This is Manifesto. Here you go. Manifesto. It is the poet. It is the poet who should reach out, shout as loud as sudden death with every breath to the reader. It is the poet who should share, dare to reveal, steal yourself for honesty. It is the poet who should learn to speak a reachable language, a clarity of thought. It is the poet who should give deference, not hide behind obscurity and dusty reference. It is the poet. That was Mr. Cy Philbrook. We are going to miss him very much. We will be closing the show with a piece of his as well, so make sure you're here for that. Michael? Thanks for your time this time. Until next time, so long, Nala. Thank you so much, Michael. We'll talk to you next week. Next week. All right. Thank you, honey. Our next caller comes from 972. 972, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Anna. How are you? I am doing wonderful, Anna. How are you, my sweetheart? I'm very moved by Mike's reading of that poem. I I just choked up a little. My goodness. Mm -hmm. Yep. (sighs) He did an amazing job. Yeah, he did. But, uh, yeah, Sai will be missed. I mean, he had a huge impact on the community. Yeah, it was very very shocking news, but, you know, what to do. We're losing those poets. (laughs) Lord. They've given so much of themselves to us, all of them. King's Cadence. Charles C.B. Banks, all of them. 
Ben Still. Yeah. Yeah, we we but remember them never in leave their us. They can't leave us. They left too much of themselves with us. They left That's us with right. their souls. Thank you for playing that. You're welcome. The one I'm going to close this show with is amazing. I know you're going to love it. All right. I look forward to it. Well, I have two poems for you, one pretty long, another one pretty short. So that will balance out. (laughs) Okay. The first one is called Always You, and the other one is Love Season. All right, so let me start with Always You. Always You, fount of days of love to light, joy heaped memories and many of the pain age, floated of a time remade, a past love heart, life after you, forever played, emerging you into another's image, in the streams renew, and Jimmy's reface. The art of piercing shared time, you as the together, forever hours remembered, made ancient, Farewell spellbound, the age-old stare shapes old-clad chronicle songs from the life of heart. What darkness side songs, apart or in a star? Full flow nocturnal in a tropical heat haze, musical with lines that quiver off a midnight mouth. The presence spear, shadow motion, of yesteryear. End of poem. Beautiful. Did you hear I mentioned Jimmy? Jimmy, if you're there, yay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me see. I don't, I don't know if he's here. I don't see his number yet. Someone yell at him. Tell uh, him to get his fanny over here. Yeah, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Jimmy, where are you? Dang it. He did yeah. some amazing uh, refaces this week and sent me this video and it's so cute. I'm like this little princess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I have, I got to be Jackie Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I can I see that. I don't know that. how. I can see that. Oh, my goodness. All right. And All right, go ahead, hon. Then I have a short one for you. It's um, for a change, a good one, love season. Not so sad, but okay. Love season. Honeycomb silence, ripe for milk and honey, land of promise to desert wanderers. Laugh gladness. Count the gold birds of memory. Laugh old with ivy green and whispering horses. Sing of wind thrill and winged branches of the rain tree with arm clouds entangled. And the poem. <laughs> you know, you I love absolutely love your your words are like sh- light and shadow play. You know, they're like the <laughs> shadow. You know, a window with a lace curtain, and how the shadow looks. Oh and my that, goodness. When it dances on the wall and the wind's blowing the curtain and the and the light and the pattern of the laces is, is dancing across the wall. That's what your words that's just like listening to your words. 
That is a visual oh. of what listening to your words is like. Oh, thank you. I love that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're very welcome. Well, I give that to you. You can to... use that somewhere now. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to snag that right off of you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. A gift. I got a gift, too. Well, listen, uh, everybody, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Anna Donovan, A-N-N-A-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. And I look forward to exchanging thoughts and poetry with you. And Nyla, thank you for bringing on such wonderful poetry. I really appreciate feeling like I'm a part of it. Thank you. Oh, you are very, very much a part of this family, and we love you, honey. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. Love you, too. Have a great night. You, too, honey. Stay safe out there. You, too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, next three callers, we have 503, 615, and 424. Those are our next three callers. So 503, I think this is Mark. 503, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Mark Jansen. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? Fine. It's it's so nice to hear you, and and um, and that wonderful uh, poem that you played, um, the color before me, is wonderful. Um, oh, thank you. I think was, I, I think it's great too. Um. So um. I think last time I called in, um, I had a book deal, and now the book is out. I'm so excited. Congratulations. (laughs) And where's my autographed copy? Uh, uh, Well, as soon as I get my copies, I'll get you one. (laughs) That is so awesome. I am so excited for you. So deserving. Um, so I have a poem from that I want to read, and then I have a shorty if, if we have time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, and this one is called uh, 9 p.m. KRCL Broadcast Studio Thursday. I don't know if you remember, but um, you know, uh, I used to be in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the, when I was in college, I, we were I was the station manager of the uh, of the. Um, college radio station there at my university. And so great memories, probably better memories. I don't know. <laughs> my roommate also worked in radio, but as like an air personality, and it was like a slave wages. But <laughs> we were exactly. It was. That's why I said, oh, wow, you're a DJ? He's like, oh, my God, there's no money in that. That's why I always used to do promotions and things like that on the side for the stations I worked at because, you know, you don't get rich being a DJ. <laughs> no. It was always like minimum wage. He was my roommate. It was like minimum wage. He was like counting his pennies. You want to go for a hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you relied on a station trade script from the restaurants. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, but, you know, we were doing it for free at at KRCL, which it doesn't exist anymore, but but um, uh, we had I was the station manager and and on air personality and everything. But anyway, 
so this starts with a, uh, a quote from Neil Peart from the song Spirit of Radio. A friendly voice, a companion unobtrusive. And this is the poem. It is the nature of radio and people to be temporary. Thoughts retire through the mouth, transported to the condenser mic, asserts a diaphragm. That motion is wearied into electronic impulses, sent to the mixing board, and from there it moves out to the airwaves, or in KRCL's case, through the cable lines, the people's radios that are connected to cable, if you can imagine such a thing. So many steps, not even counting the ones from the brain to the mouth, from the radio to the ear, from the sound to the thought, the thought to thought, impulse, impulse, impulse. The speed of sound from the mouth to the mic, the speed of light from the mic to the speaker, the speed of thought from the ear to brain, from brain to mouth, and a thousand speeds and more from brain to brain. How long to move from voice to heart, from heart to brain? Pod down, the booth crowded, three, four, five people, heady and filled with CO2, hot, sweaty, funny, a cast of characters, as temporary as sound waves, bits as raw as new, hilarious mistakes wedged between Vinyl Rush and Baloo on CD, pod up and go. The press, close environs of the broadcast studio is the way friendships are with extroverts. So much noise and laughter. The party is there. The mic is the sun and the voice comet circling through, displaying a light tail, then out again into the night. Bright lights always on, keep on shining. Hard scrabble. The electric pow as the headsets in the headsets when the mics go live. Unwashed carpets, the small stain of mouse blood killed by a DJ's hardened bare feet, rough wood walls, ignored mailboxes with messages, Twilight Production Studio with its ranks and ranks of patient albums obediently waiting to be played. So quiet. Peace waves from the hullabaloo of broadcast chaos and general press of the day. Introverts are in the darkened production studio by themselves watching through the window and then magnetic madness, maybe adopting a character in the sun for a time, then back to the half-light. The sounds were instant. The content was transitory. The feelings live on. Fidelio. Fidelity. Friend. Friend is an abused word, like love, with all the meaning oogled out of it. The world is peppered with strangers, transmitted in different waves of acquaintance. Time doesn't matter. Or distance. What is a friend for someone in the production studio, other than someone unseen for 30 years, that still resonates the correct frequency? Someone you could trust with the deepest thought you would never tell them. That's the end of that. That was incredible. 
<laughs> and I love the way I love the way that you fit some of the radio jargon into the wording on it, like the line you put in there, um, "pot up and go." Now most people are think yeah most people are thinking about you know the DJ sitting in their man he's lighting up one burning one but that's not what you're talking about. That's right. You know, but it works. That's right. You know, it's 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 like if you know the business and you know the terminology for everything, it's like you know the inside joke. <laughs> right. Yes. I love that line because it worked. It absolutely fit both ways. It, it and and it just shows the the intellect in the way that you write. In fact, uh, Robbie in chat wrote um, that he loves the way you mix some silence, or science, silence, the way you mm-hmm. mix some yeah. science into the piece, you know, and, and that's, you know, like I'm talking about, you have to have input in, other to, in order to have output. You know, you have a lot inputted into your brain, and, and because of that, you're able to produce pieces like this. It's just phenomenal. I love the little hidey holes you put in your work. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie. Yeah, it was fun. You know, I hadn't DJed in the last time I DJed was like 1989. <laughs> That's how long ago? That's how long ago it was. But you know what? I still remember all the terminology and stuff. It's, it's fun. Nice it's, it was kind of absolutely. I mean, I've DJed since I was 18 years old. You know, and mm-hmm. and all through the 80s, and I'll tell you what, there is no, there was no nothing better in this world than that than being in that industry during the 80s, and you know, oh, yeah. just oh, God, the stories I could tell you, crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. That's right. That's right. I'll tell you one. The very first time I went backstage at a concert as mm-hmm. press representative for the radio station where I had to interview, right? And then they right. could do their little tagline saying, you know, you're listening to Q98 in Cheyenne, Wyoming, you know, tune it in and rip off the dial type of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I go backstage for ACDC, right? I get talked to the boys, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm just this little snot-nosed punk kid, <laughs> Right? So I go back there, and I was like, I'm scared as hell. But when I get in the room, they're all sitting on this great big long couch, and they've got a lineup of maybe eight naked girls on the wall. And they're all sitting there with laps full of packs of bologna. And they're throwing them at the naked girls, and they got so many points by where they made it stick. That was with ACDC. That was my introduction to to rock and roll and and the uh, the the music industry when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was my beginning, and it was really funny because after that I was never starstruck again. You know, they they killed it. They, I just looked at them like you you're just a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> I can talk to you guys. <laughs> I'm not getting naked. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right, Mark. So, do I have time for another one, or or have I gone past it? Was that two, or that was just the one? No, do your two. Yeah, that was one. I'm sorry. Okay. I talked too no much. Problem. That's okay. You know what? And we're talking about DJing in the in, in in the 80s, so this is one of those. Only I was a college DJ, so it's not quite. It's not quite mainstream. 
but but here it is. It's it's called 5:15 a.m. KRCL Broadcast Studio on Thursday, and it starts off with a couple of lines from a song by Nikki Squire. Um, the song is "What You've Been Saying," and the song it goes, "You know that we're all fighters. You know that even so, what we've never realized is how far we have to go." KRCL is a wardrobe of dreams. It is the wax that binds the wings. The Yembayo of clashing comets. It is the nebula bearing stars, the planets that were never quite Namzamo. It is ancient dials and mics and vinyl records and stained unvacuumed carpets and freedom and exploration. It is electronic Magellan in a creaking 60s office chair. This the prize of the sound of the Southern Cross. Each was specifically selected, secreted, in a homemade, worn homemade wooden cart of two bins. One for records to be played, one for memories. Conjured from the station's library bank of shelves, the production studio's romantic half-light. For most, this college radio station was it for them their stage, their chance, their basic cable glory. Maybe motivate a sales at the warehouse or Music Plus or Tower Records. Who knows? Maybe even reach the Columbia Club. Ooming Mac, the music down, the air is the air the station ID, a few sentences into the mic, bring up the first song and get comfortable. Charlie the song and the artist and the log reads like a sheet of wishes, wishes, record each track, time stamped with care, Baltimore, Tarzan boy, Blue Yonder, wind song, IQ, common ground, Billy Bragg, the short answer, Jerry Harrison, man with a gun, big country, look away, the, the, heartland, Esquire, to the rescue, and of course, King Crimson's Sleepless Dance Mix. It is better, is it better, to gain it all and lose it or struggle into an obscure college radio station's playlist and end there? Just end. Is it better to fill a stadium and never be disappointed and falling back into theaters, never have to entertain a casino in your 60s, there may be something purer, closer, truer, to never breaking even. Just struggle and suddenly die, as opposed to blossom and waste away. If it's true for the crucifix and the band call horse, it's probably true for me, too. That's the end. Wow, I love that. I love the whole message in it. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Hey, um, I got to get set up for my for my um event. I got one coming up at seven Salem Poetry Project. We got Zoom bombed last week, so we'll see if that happens again. <laughs> so that was all right. Fun. Get going. Tell everyone how to find you first. Uh, I have a website now, so it's Mark Jansen Poet M A R C J A N S S E N P O E T dot com. Uh, you can find me there. You can find me on Facebook. And also, 
if you go to Amazon, because this is a print-by-demand book, um, look for Mark Jansen, November Reconsidered. Both those poems are in there, and um, you can find it there. And also, uh, pretty soon, we'll be on the press page with a link to get to get um, to get it there as well. So those were very cool. And if you think about it, when you're not busy, throw that the link for that up on my page. Sure, you bet. Awesome. All right, Mark. Congratulations again. Thank you, hun, for calling in. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you for doing this for so long. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we'll see you next week, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Next caller is 615, and they're going to be followed by 424. 615, you are on the My, air. Uh, hi, Nyla. How you been? It's Clarence. Hi, Clarence. How are you, sweetheart? Um, I'm fine. I... I figured I'd come in before tomorrow when I get some dental work taken care of. And I don't have to see my psychiatrist, who I pay five cents to, so I think we're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> she got some explaining to do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to hear from you, sweetheart. Yeah, thank you. Good to hear from you. So I got two pieces for you if you if you like. Okay, please. Okay, the first one. And before I do that, let me give the disclaimer. The views expressed by these two poems are not of the Speakeasy Cafe or Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. The first piece is called Confused America. It's a miracle that America wasn't built by serial killers on the perimeter. Really though. Climbing walls of the Capitol like Spider-Man on American Gladiators? Are you not entertained by the distraction by this vernacular vocabulary we've bathed in? We were born and raised in this space as some of our predecessors came in slave ships. Now we're waiting for a paycheck, alias reparations, sitting around like lame ducks, expecting the U.S. to kiss our anus, wake up. I'm here to give you this shameless plug where the court is frayed and we're so afraid of how dangerous it can be while you're looking live at the birth of a nation. Matt Turner would have burned rubber yearning for your lover but wanting to hump the real mother for you. What, son? Did I confuse you, befuddle you, disgust you within the conjunction of what's the function is between Biden touching young girls and what Trump said. You can stay stuck in these politics polished here. Maybe you should read the Talmud next to Dion Warwick hosting Solid Gold. If this is America, find a pink house where John Cougar in a Toyota Supra with J.J. Fad in the back rapping Supersonic in Seattle next to Michelle Obama, who looks like Tempest Blesso from Cosby. I need a drink shaken, not stirred, like I'm bonded in this workout video with Jane Fonda. Dancing to Double Arigato, but I'm not Mr. Roboto or Different Strokes Arnold. I'd be cooler than Ice Cube and a lowrider Impala now. We got a problem here. What you talking about, Willis? I'd be moonlighting as I die harder than Long Dong Silver, but I ain't messing with Mr. McFeely. 
because he's into speedy delivery. No, brother, I'm into chicks. How did Dre get his doctorate? Was he on chronic during the next episode? And why are we called America when we exclude Canada and Mexico? Maybe Kamala Harris should ask Janet Jackson how she got control. Because this country is acting like Joe Namath wanting to drunken kiss you wearing a mink coat and pantyhose. And that's that piece. Wow. <laughs> I loved all the references. I don't know how much that dates me that I knew most of them, <laughs> but I thought that was awesome. And I have to tell you, you get like super amazing kudo points because you put a Toyota Supra in there. Yes, that used to be my car back in the 80s that I wanted I, to get. I had an 89 Toyota Supra in the, the like the, the medium oh. blue it was so beautiful. I absolutely loved it. It was like sitting in the cockpit of an airplane. I have mm. never had a cooler car. Well, I've had a lot of really oh, cool cars. Oh, I'm so jealous. Cars, I love that car so much. <laughs> okay. Yep, I now, love that I've had it back. I heard that my little ears pricked up and go, oh, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted one. Now my next poem is called Today I Reflect. Chill goes through my neck and shoulders in this rocking chair I sit watching people. I self-examine my mortality right under the backdrop of country music serenading, the serene serendipity of quiet in this atmosphere around broken ATMs, I fear not the vaccinated push because my status stance won't vacillate. I take no oaths as I separate the weef from the the chaff of chapped lips, crackling under the barrel in the breeze, becoming banned in the banishment that masquerades my courage to heal. Naturally in this rally to win this raffle, Succumbing successfully to fallacies laced beyond what the majority sees. I focus on a tin can of mints decorated with happy little clouds. I don't fight resistance, so I purchase it to satisfaction, reminiscing on the afro. I had a tin that never formed right. Looking like O.J. Simpson with his helmet off. Come to think of it, writing this verse... I think I killed it. Okay, I'm guilty of being tasteless, but now I'm in the car, curbside parking, waiting for fried rice and honey walnut shrimp. That's for my wife, and now I'll go and get my fish. I won't eat the fries because they stick to my ribs, weighing me down to where I can't move in the chair. As we watch Melanin in Lust, which is my sacrifice, fighting against a girl chat that diminishes my appetite. I refuse to have a feminine side and I won't wear that dress, listening to this television psychiatrist exposing every man. Whether good or bad tactics, all in front of the camera, on a woman's network trapped in massive traffic filled with actors, and now the news is happy. 
that CDC approved this vaccine, but I'm not scared of biological weapons or mass destruction trying to come at me. Back off my body because I won't adopt the shot, not me. That's a promise. I'm God's kid, and no weapons formed against me shall prosper. If I got to, you can have my badge, and I'll find a job elsewhere, even if this becomes mandatory. I will never glamorize another man's story. Let me inject my perspective as I'm reading the ingredients. You'll never enter this interior by pill, liquid, or needle stick, administering pesticides or dead baby fetuses, and you can call me ridiculous for revealing truth-calling conspiracies. The CDC pushes through the news enormous fear and dread, but won't express what's in the vaccine within this antichrist machine we're seen as guinea pigs, but I'm about to go ham by being insane in the membrane because I don't understand how they could just kill a man. The government infiltrates through hypnotic train of thought, televised between praise the Lord, Don Lemon, and love and hip-hop, saying there's no side effects because the effects are primarily the main. Who wants to be a part of this experiment, experience and be contact traced? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Cry in peace. I love the way that you throw in pop culture into so many of your pieces. You do that all the time. I think it's just awesome. I think it makes I, it, I mean, it makes TV it so relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I got to back up and just go outside and stop watching TV and listening to the radio too much. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched TV in a long time, but I've recently been doing Netflix, and that's been nice. Always radio. Please teach me. Working in media my entire life, I just got sick of it, and I shut it off almost 18 years ago. Wow. I haven't watched regular TV I'm in 18 years. proud of you. Least. Yeah. But Netflix, Netflix is getting me. God dang those series they have. <laughs> they keep uh, inside. They're getting me. Yeah, I'm 4,400 okay. right now is just like my my uh, my addiction. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All so right, so you're telling how to find you, hon. Yes. Okay, you can find me on Facebook.com. My profile page is Clarence Ferguson, Jr. And my group page is a public group. It's called C, the letter C, the word double, the number 34, the word music, and friends. Perfect. All right, my darling. We'll see you next week. Uh, yep, I'm going to make sure that these teeth are taken care of so that way I can be on here. <laughs> yes, please do. That's important. All right. We, we can't have you not talking. Yeah, I got to talk. All right. Thank you. All right, Clarence. Thank you, you so much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from Area 424. They're going to be followed by 832 and 219. So, 424, you are on the air. Um, this is Ed McKinney from Los Angeles, a.k.a. Sincere. Uh, Clarence, I can't follow that. 
<laughs> double thirty five. What's wrong? I love that guy. He makes me. I he makes my too. pen. He makes me reach out and. Oh my God! Just utmost respect, Clarence. I love you, man. How you doing, Isla? This is uh, sincere. How you doing? I am doing absolutely awesome. Is this a different number you're calling in on this time? Yes, because my other phone is charging. Yes, it's my business line, so I, I call from my business phone. Okay. Okay. It's kind of, wait a minute. This this doesn't look right. <laughs> okay. So what's been going on? How you doing? What'd you bring us? Uh, I brought us two pieces of um, a haku and a haku interlude. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. I missed you when she left me for another you. In peace. <laughs> Uh, that was great. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And the second one, self-love intercedes me through my walking in another woman's dream. That's what you had. Um, I, I, I add that in. No way was I never supposed to be blocked, needed to love me through self-love journey to heavenly bliss. One hand washes the other. One lie can kill a life inside a relationship. Ask her, who wants to love when love betrays the heart that gave out the other me in peace? Wow. Wow, that was great. Well, thank you. And I, I got to say thank you for being on air. Thank you for challenging me. I do listen. And um, I, I've, I've been on a, this haku journey for a while. So when you said that, I was like, oh, that's up my alley. So I just want to share that with you. Is that really while you're while you're doing your haikus? You know what? I have I switched because somebody challenged me because I did a haiku on air. Somebody said I wasn't. So I wrote a piece. I said, "How?" And it goes like this: How dare you challenge me about what I write when a haiku could be a prose and prose could be a haiku? If your haiku is better than mine, show me what it is that it takes to become a haiku master. Since forth, your opinion and mine is different on the four corner streets. <laughs> and I, and, uh, I can't even judge looking across the street what's good or not. I can't say it's not. <laughs> Everybody's interpretation could be different. You're mm. such a class act. You are so awesome. <laughs> I'm keeping you forever. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's my pleasure. <laughs> All right, Ed, my love, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. You can reach me at Ed McKinney on Facebook. You can Google me at One Half Court Publishing. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at Coach Ed slash Sincere. And you also can reach me at One Half Court Publishing on Instagram. Very cool. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Oh, yes, and one more thing. Um, what I read is coming from my forthcoming book, which I'm working on now. So you're getting what's the name? What's in my book? It's called uh, Essence of Her Poetry, Essence of Love, Poetry for the Love of Her Soul is, is the title, Volume 1. Aw, so I love it. <laughs> it gives me warm thank fuzzies. You. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. I it. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for those awesome gems tonight, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. You have a uh, great week. You too, hon. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 
In what direction will the Coke bottles stop? Heads down, thumbs up, seven up bubbles. What will be the future? Happiness, joy, elation, blessings, hugs, and love? Or depression, cruel circumstances, and bitterness? Regardless of anybody's opinion or circumstances, to our own selves we must be true. Keep the light shining throughout the most difficult situation or hateful play of others. So if my tears are of a clown in your circus, then shame on you for bringing more pain and strife in my lonely life. I've survived a million heartbreaks. I've endured abuse at the hands of those I love so true. If you could not see that in front of you sat a diamond ready to make you her king, then you are the one that truly is the fool and a clown at your own making. We are here on this planet for such a short time. Why would anyone pass up on love and devotion for a piece of glass? Why come to play games when you could have had a fortune greater than a diamond mine? So precious is the queen's heart, devotion to her king. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Well, you don't hide any punches, do you? Just lay it out there on the table. This is this. (laughs) Well, um, it is what it is, Nyla. You know, there, there's something to be said about a woman who can speak her mind. Kudos to you. Thank you. You're very welcome, darling. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook under Poetical Angel Queen or under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S. Uh, I'm on all platforms under Emilia T. Davis. And I'm going to cut it short and just do that one piece. Uh, so. I have a question That's for you, Amelia. What, what does the T stand for? <laughs> uh, Teresa. I've always wondered that. Amelia Teresa. But, you know, in... Like, when very first got started, you know, they used to call me the truth. So uh, I would say, you know, include the T with truth. But, yeah, it's Teresa. That's beautiful. Now I know. Well, (laughs) my father was Italian and my um, aunt's husband was also Italian and my mother loved my uncle's mother and so um, hence 
the Emilia, which comes from my uncle's family, and um, the Teresas because they were Catholic at the time, and I was baptized Catholic. And so there, there you have it. You've got the updated Amelia story. <laughs> awesome. All Much right, love, Nyla. Bless love to you. We'll talk to you Thank next you. week, honey. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now, how you doing? This is Brother on the line from East Chicago. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, Brother Oh, How are you, honey? I'm doing, I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for asking. So what do you have for us tonight? Oh, my, I recently finished, uh, it's called uh, My Latter Days Shall Be Greater Than My Former Days. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. In this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Haggai chapter 2, verse 9. My dear brothers and sisters, I prepared to undergo a major transition in my life later on this year. I hereby declare that my latter days will be greater than my former days. My former days consisted of numerous obstacles, numerous losses, numerous failures, numerous challenges in my health, numerous moments where I thought about quitting and giving up, numerous times where I was written off and numerous breakups. My dear brothers and sisters, I squandered numerous opportunities. I engaged in reckless behavior which was could have cost me on life, my life. I once had the wars me complex. I had thoughts of I'm the only good brother out here. I mistreated people who were really good to me. I constantly got into fights and verbal confrontations as a result of being bullied. I was a very angry and visual brother who was obsessed with seeking revenge. I was a womanizer who didn't care about nobody but myself. Like Donald Trump, I was once a true narcissist who was very arrogant, and I had feelings of depression and loneliness. My dear brother and sister, if you went through half of the stuff I endured in my 46 years living in this crazy world in my former days, some of you would either would have had a nervous breakdown or turn into a serial killer who had no value for human life. For a minute there, I said I was not going to make it. And become another statistic. Either experienced an early death before the age of 21, or end up being locked up in jail or prison for the rest of my life without the possibility of parole. See, I wasn't called to live a miracle for nothing. It is amazing that I'm still alive. It is amazing that I do not have any mental health issues. It is quite amazing that I'm. A highly respected, well-known brother, despite my past reputation. It is amazing that I have a positive attitude on life now. It is amazing that I transform into a brother who loves and embraces people from all different backgrounds. It is truly amazing that I'm a faithful and dedicated boyfriend of one woman now. 
It is truly amazing how blessed and highly favored in spite of my current circumstances. My dear brothers and sisters, after I undergo this major trend, this major change in my life within a matter of months, I'm going to have my story featured on the same one of the local news broadcasts. I'm going to reach my goal of being the best-selling author, a war-renowned poet, and a motivational speaker. I'm going to be financially stable, settle down, my girlfriend, for the ring of the thing. I'm going to be blessed beyond measure. I'm setting my sights of being the first black man to be a poor laureate in the state of Indiana. I'm setting my sights. I'm traveling around the world telling my telling my incredible life story through the art of poetry. I'm setting my sights and enjoying my life more often and living the best life as I can. And I and I declare and decree that my life will perform a complete one eighty turnaround. In Jesus' name. Amen. And poem. There we go. Okay. My mic was messing up. I was listening to you read, but, I, but I'm fighting a cold, so I started sneezing. I had to mute my mic. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, okay. go, quick, quick, get it unmuted. Oh, that was awesome. You know, as I said, no one ever has to guess where you stand. You stand confirm on your convictions. You have the most amazing positive self-image, and uh, just just appreciate you know, your honest rights. Thank you, Nala. I appreciate you. You're very, very welcome. All right, sweetie, you going to tell everyone how to come find you? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, those of you who are still not connected with me on Facebook, I can be found on Facebook on the name of my brother O'Gather. I have a lot of things coming up, and uh, on the sec- on the fifth of September, I'm going to be the red carpet host of the annual 2021 National Spoken Word Awards show live in Chicago at two o'clock p.m. So I'm excited about this opportunity to be the red carpet host since I'm already in radio shows. I believe that this is this will be an opportunity for people for people to see what what a brother with a speech impairment, whoever came in to become be blessed with the opportunity of being a a host of a live at a live event. My first time ever on the society and uh and I'm gonna be undergoing a major Changing my life in a matter of months. So, uh, so once I undergo this change, brother, always going to be a hundred percent, a hundred percent better than what I am now. And uh, as always, my brothers and sisters, I truly appreciate your support. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, appreciate you, and thank you for being here tonight. Hey, Nala. Thank you for the platform. I appreciate it. We appreciate you very much. Thanks, hon. 
Bye-bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 860. 860, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Krishna Jofak. How are you? How are you doing, sweetheart? It's great to hear from you. Oh, it's nice to be here. It's been a little crazy, but all good. <laughs> <laughs> jumping, jumping through some hoops for, um, you know, a couple part-time day jobs. <laughs> pay, pay, pay the poetry bills. <laughs> the new book, the new poetry book. That is really cool. Yeah, one uh, one job just fell from the sky. I wasn't even looking for it. I'm um, going to be an education mentor for this for a special needs student, and that's been in the works for a while. And then I took my 86 year old mother to the eye doctor um, a week and a half ago, and I hear Polish, so I go over to the elderly woman and the daughter. I say, oh, are you Polish? Next thing you know, I'm a home companion for 13 hours, and this woman um, is two years older than my mom. They they both have same Polish name, Arena, and then the daughter there has one daughter whose name is Krisha. <laughs> so it was like meant to be. <laughs> yep. That's a, you know, how many people, oh, you, yeah, I speak Polish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many people can say that? I, that? I want to, I want to be able to say that. Yeah, I'm not fluent by any means, but I'm practicing. I have my new dictionaries and yeah, YouTubing. Um, I was falling asleep, supposedly, um, there were all these videos. Learn Polish while you're sleeping. I'm like, oh, awesome! And then, Isn't there a um, site called Babbel or something like that where you can yeah. get on there yep. and just actually have conversations with someone that's supposed to help you learn? Oh, that's good because I remember Babbel was expensive, like that other one. But um, and my accent is good because you know I grew up hearing Polish. You know, my dad's from Poland, so people think I can speak. You know, so the mom's speaking to me in Polish, and I kind of understand, you know, I understand the gist of it. I understand more than I speak. So I'm like, um, does your mom speak Polish? I mean, does she speak English? She's like, yep. So I was doing the Polish uh, while I was sleeping, and then with Afghanistan and Haiti, I just would live stream the news and, yeah, wake up, hit live streaming the news, hoping things have changed. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, with that said, would you bring us tonight? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm working on this long piece that I'm finally have a nice day off tomorrow to really work on it. Just lines fill when I wake up, and I haven't been dreaming because I've been so exhausted. And then I broke my right toe. Um, don't kick a brick <laughs> by mistake. <laughs> don't kick a doorstep. Um, so anyway, I had to stay off my feet and I napped and then I started dreaming. But anyway, this piece is called Dirge, um, a ballet for 13 dancers. It's going to be 13 parts. Um, and I've watched a lot of contemporary ballet and everything. It's been fun. All right. So um, I'm going to read the first one is short and then the second one is just a little bit longer. And um, okay, Dirge, a ballet for 13 dancers. One, I slept in the Book of the Dead and woke with parchment scrolls, blooming tired magnolias from my unhinged mouth. Lugubrious cellos attempted to climb me back to the mud-encrusted brick floor. When my thinking can trace some semblance of surface, I might explain. Some old pigeonhole verbose. If I erase, the amorphous dreams of the dead multiply. Two, 
it was odd, the leave taking, micro swimming, August rain, shaking fallen coats, making room for room. The smallest desk, objects touched by ghosts, moved, hidden under the floor. The widower's wedding ring, lucky golden duck, frozen yet mesmerized. The finest choreographers exposed ugly turmoil beneath the status quo, underneath the rubble in the poorest country. Shh, don't say anything. Grow nightfall, tumbling fractals can subtract worry, the hurry behind the shed, coaxing fallen cucumbers. The birds know our every move. Please don't talk about such and such now. It's getting too late for matter. The dog's amber marble eyes, those of a goat or wolf, have locked the stranger's gray by default. Ensconced, the ambulances tread for 911. Call a priest, awake the sleep-laden soothsayer. Throw rice at the submerged iPhone at the bottom of the stolen car ditched in the dirty river. Roll down the windows for shallow air. Hurry. We're one absurd equation away, strings in cold soup, a possible vacation. Disease, you know, can gnaw at layers of lungs, a final symbol crash. The dancers should get ready in the green room for this dirge. Tired fisherwomen count days of impossible catch, white salt from their rusted mouths. It's imperative to jettison this book based on good behavior. You've been very patient, you with your pockets inside out. And peace. I have to ask you a question. Are you reading outside? I have all my windows open and there's crickets and the plane just went by. Because you were reading the poem and I thought it was a train. You're reading the poem, but it was never loud enough that it overpowered you. And it was never a time when we couldn't hear you clearly. But it was like the most, um, you're going to have to listen back to the show and listen to you read that. Because the, when you were reading the part, I can't remember what you were saying, but because I'm so excited now, my, it's like squirrel, I'm gone. <laughs> but, you know, you were reading the part in the, 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 what I thought was a train, but that, that whole industrial, you know, mm-hmm. repetitive sound in the background was like perfect. And then as soon as you switched to something, a part of the poem where you were talking about night, I heard crickets. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> awesome. How did she record a soundtrack for this? And I started awesome. listening. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, I swear I to God, know. maybe it's just me. No, I swear to God. No, I'm in, my, I'm in my living room. All the windows are open. The doors open, right? And um, an airplane did fly over. And some, I mean, you're not, when I'm on an iPhone with people, they don't hear it, right, because the noise reduction. I was on a Zoom today, and luckily, you know, there's noise reduction. So, But when people's iPhone, you know, takes that sound out, they keep talking and talking and talking. And if I'm sitting outside, I'm like, plane, the plane. <laughs> I'm serious. You have to listen back to the recording of this. I will. I will. Because it just it sounds so awesome. I knew there were crickets. I knew it. It's like, oh my God, are these the voices in my head again? Have they turned into bugs? <laughs> Mommy, I need an adult. <laughs> I hear crickets. Oh, I'm scared. 
Um, I just want to comment on the poetry workshop because I would really, I'm going to, I promise I'm going to touch base with you because what you said today was really helpful um, because I would like to, um, and I'll do a sidebar with you, have you record it and, you know, I have a couple questions. I'll message you on Facebook and then, um, yeah, we can, according to your calendar, September would be a good month for me if that works for you. Perfect. Just let me know what you want to put together, honey, and we will do it. Okay. All right. So um, I can be found at www.krysiajopek.com, um, and that's my website with all poetry, and then um, also on Facebook, Krista Jopek. Elliot Jopek, his Elliot has a page, <laughs> his Krista Jopek author page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, my darling. All right, so right now we are at, if you come back and start listening at about, well, we've got an hour and 11 minutes of the three-hour oh, show okay. left. Okay, I'll definitely, yeah, that's so you excellent. You do the math <laughs> and figure out where you are there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's Thank about you, where Nyla. you are, so you can come back and listen. You're welcome, honey. We'll talk to you next week. Congratulations on starting your 15th season. It's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. That's so appreciated. Very excited. And not till October, though. That's our anniversary, but it's getting so close. All right. We're going to send you a cake. Oh, I want a cheesecake, please, but no chocolate. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. I at least better get a virtual image of a cheesecake now, or I'm going to be really like crying. It's hard to mail a cheesecake, you know, because well, no, yeah. if it's the right kind, if it's the right kind and packaged, okay, yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have time. I have time. Figures the the logistics of getting a cheesecake to Nyla. <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, hun. We'll talk All to right. you soon, sweetheart. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from, oops, wrong one, not wrong. I know you heard unmuted, but it's not you. There we go. So right now the lineup is 832 followed by 207, and then we have 503. And we've got a lot of 503s tonight. That's crazy. Okay, so come up here. We will grab 832. Come on, come on. 832. 832, you're on the air. No, it's not time yet. <laughs> it we're, is. I yet, said yet so wait. I'm putting my foot yep, down. You have to wait longer. As <laughs> <laughs> so I'm putting my foot down, I'm thinking, I wear a size six and a half shoe. That's not very scary. <laughs> <laughs> I got like these little tiny know. baby feet. I can wear kids' shoes. I wear kids size four still. It's crazy. I'm gonna put my foot up your butt. What? I will never feel it. <laughs> That's right. Tell, yeah. tell my kids that. If you don't knock it off, I'm gonna stick my foot up your ass. But mom, you're going mm-hmm. to feet. We'll never feel it. <laughs> I my child just said that to me. Okay. Hi, Soldier Blue. Hey, how you doing? Absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Well, tonight I'm going to, I don't know if I've read one of these one of these before. I know I've probably read the other one before, but I want to read it again just simply because I found some um, 
uh, literature finally in terms of having, uh, uh, I guess you could say like a tangible evidence on, you know, what, what's been, what I've been writing in terms of the, uh, the uh, conversation with the, the MMIW, uh, Missing Murdered Indigenous Women. And I found a, I, I found a book on that. And it's uh, it's actually the, the one I was I was happy to find it too because it's the you know it's where the where everything began in terms of you know the indigenous women's groups uh, forming and doing their own investigations and um, everything has progressed from that. So this book, in a lot of ways, for me, is going to be filling in a lot of the gaps in terms of you know the the cohesion of, of what I've been picking up on as I as the stories come across the board so uh, it's very cool to now have something in hand you know that that uh, you know, that puts it all in one place so to speak mm-hmm I'm, that is amazing uh, that is incredible oh yeah so it's like hell yeah I want that one and I love that you say that though. because it's a book because <laughs> most people would say, I got my phone, I have the world at my fingertips. It's like, no, I want it in mm-hmm. a book, something I can I hold in my hands, a, all in one place. Exactly. <laughs> a book never crashes, it never gets lost in cyberspace, and there's no commercials, God damn it. <laughs> exactly. And if the okay. battery goes dead, I, I can still read it. Exactly. I don't. I don't need Kindle. I don't need anything. I don't need a special app to read it. I just pick up the book. That's all yep. I have to do. That's it. You know, I don't even <laughs> submit my poetry unless it's a print journal. Oh. How snobby is that? I mean, if I'm going to put my well, poem out there in the world, I want to be able to have a copy to bury in my coffin, coffin with me. So when the archaeologists sure. dig me up two thousand years from now, they'll have books with my poetry in it. I'm sure my cell phone there will work in. You know, yeah. it wouldn't uh, not not for a long time after that. <clears throat> All that time. <laughs> so I'm gonna read like I said, I'm gonna read this other one first, and then I'm gonna hit the uh, um, hit that one. But this is death and dying. Life comes, shells rattle, the ocean waves ripple effect of the dreaming night. Oh, Night songs shall lay with the moths to rest. Muscle shells shine, the river rapids, salmon, sockeye, rainbow, sweet blessings of survival. All has been a story to be read in the, in the tracks of my brother that had left behind himself. What's up, man? Ghost visions, bones, outgrown usefulness, adventures of life stacked, held in trust, kept from the shameful, the desecration of those who only wanted sport. Death and daring do, King Haska. Your ignorance has found you again. Wawaka has found you, will teach from the spirit of constellation, spirit, stars, Fall unto earth, nonke migake, or bean. 
blood of the night and darkness. Oh, my brother, where do you wander in the darkness of soft healing? Your paws returned unto you. Oh, my brother, which way does your nose point? Do you smell the ripening berries, the sharp scent of tree sap just beneath their skins, pine, spruce? Do you seek a honey tree? Oh, my brother, some foul being has cut your hands, talons from you. Some despicable thing has cut off your head. Flown Fiji, it's a foul, offensive scent, polluting, staining with stench, all of us. May the old ones of your relations gather around you. And it shall be as it is said, the old ones with their heads bowed over the people, the consecration of grace. As in the distance, the scent reaches my brother, Wasabi, lifts himself up after the ways of his people. When the time is right and smoke becomes smell, becomes the wretched stench of an ignorant spirit blackened by its own misdeeds, then yes, my brother, shall hunt again. Wasabi, my black bear brother, Rest well, your time to hunt will come. Prayers will be said, songs lifted, soft words spoken. Rest well, your time shall come. In peace. Wow. Oh, thank you. It was about a, there was a guy who went hunting illegally on a on a native reservation, and the bear was so big that all he did was cut off its forepaws and take its head and left the whole rest of the animal to rot. He's like, oh yeah, that that that's how you do it. Sorry, ass bastard. Just... Sorry, I got no I got no sympathy for that. Mm-mm. So, this uh, and this one is uh, to do with uh, my son's sisters, uh, murdered and missing indigenous women. And it's called Prognosis Ghost. I am a ghost. The deliberate deliberations of words never spoken. The colors of thought never expressed. Gedak. I am the shadows that bleed, pool, and collect in the corners of buildings, in the walkways, in the hallways, the bones of sodden earth. Buried beneath the concrete smooth that you will never see, I am a ghost. The blood tinge upon the mist of your sodden breath. That you almost recognize the blurred visage of a human being without eyes. I am a ghost, a grease stain, burned, a marrow, smear, dust. I am the cur, howling just beyond the moonlight where the bone bonfires burn. 
After dark, almost midnight, Hong Kong, a recollection you can't quite decipher, illegible emotion, stoic pause, epitaphs gone, but not forgotten. I am the footprint you will never follow, the fingerprint missing from every usable file, the samples of evidence not included in any forensic conversation. I am a ghost. I eat nothing. I need no personal space. Someone stole that from me already. Skull socket splayed between shoulder blades. You start with trombe. I see you. I am a ghost. Blood, a wash of mud, banks silt sliding over the roots that hide the planes of facial recognition. Features only I will know between rock and smooth strata stone. I am a ghost, swamp gas, flesh reimagined, nitrate filters what's left of a wish, wishbone winsome smile. Who am I? M-M-I-W. One of the missing, murdered indigenous women. Ubekni. I am a ghost. Tendril passages of hair fine growth. I have been here a long time. Tears deluge unto rain. Songs faded to a wind whisper coy. It is where I am waiting for my red dress to join the others of my silenced sisters. No. Last woven breath in there, my face, translucent memory, who am I? Old, decayed, deceased, desiccated, I have become a silent sister surrounded, shrouded, encased by rotten, reddened earth. I am a ghost waiting to be found. And peace. Absolutely incredible, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Oh. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading this book. This is going to be some some good uh, good things to come out of it. I'm sure. I can't wait and for you to read it either. Talk about things on a much much more uh, continuous thread, I guess you could say. Input to have output. The more you educate yourself, the oh, more you can yeah. educate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the way I like to look at that is the more I know, the less they can lie to me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, that's why there's, you know, this this last two couple generations, you know, we're looking at the world mm-hmm. is having, we're a handful, you know, because we aren't stupid anymore, you know. Back no. in the 50s, everything you knew, you learned from your parents, your pastor, and your teachers. 
You know, now kids got the world of wealth at their fingertips. We didn't, you know, back in the 50s, we didn't have Internet. Well, not we. I wasn't alive in the 50s, but you know what I mean. There wasn't Internet. And so, you know, there was no way to, to, I mean, your, your pastor wouldn't lie to you. Your parents wouldn't lie to you. This has to be the truth, but it's not that way anymore. Parents lie. Pastors lie. Teachers lie. And there's a way for us to find that out now and learn our own truth. It's crazy. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's nowhere to hide. uh, There's nowhere to hide. In fact, that's your prompt for this week. I want you to write a poem called There's Nowhere to Hide. (laughs) And go. (laughs) Oh, I can can do that. I've got another book that's going to be an eye-opener as well. It just got published on the 3rd of uh, this month. It's called Inflamed, and it's literally it's talking about everything that's going on right now in a lot of different uh, ways. And what's interesting, and why I why I wanted to mention it to you in particular was because the way of their approach to how they're talking about everything. I mean, literally, they're talking about COVID. They're talking about systemic racism. They're talking about all kinds of different levels of societal ills and all the things that are going on. And the way that they're relating it is in, within all the systems of the body, using each of the systems of the body as a metaphor for what they're going to be talking about in any particular given area of, of uh, their the, uh, the chapters. And I think that's going to be just insanely in, in, uh, mind-opening. I agree. Soldier Blue. I think it's going to be good. Yep. You know the drill. You can. All right, baby, I got you. And you can find me on Facebook under Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and that's me. And then also um, you can find my podcast and just uh, space it out, just three words, redearth1.com, and that's uh, my podcast. It's free. You can hear, you know, hear what I'm doing now. And uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we will see you next week. Oh, yeah. I'll have some other stuff um, put up into scope by that point. Perfect. I look forward to it. Thank you, hon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Ms. Myra. <laughs> Bye, Soldier Blue. All right, so this is the dealio, folks. We've got pretty full lines, so you can read two shorter poems or one normal-length poem. I want to make sure I have time to get everybody on. I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum. So when I bring you on, I'm just going to give you your time to read and and tell you that you're amazing and and uh, go on down the line and make sure we get everybody on. I do want to let area code 407 and 240 know that you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on, please press 1. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and grab... 207, 207, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. Hi, sweetie. How you doing? I'm good. It's Tammy. It's awesome to hear from you. What do you have for us tonight, baby? Um, oops. I have two short ones, but I can read just one. No, if they're short, you can read your two. Okay. Uh, the first one's called Feminine... Fasting, F-A-C-T-I-N-G. I I made up a word. (laughs) All right. At 11, it meant nothing. Feminine flatlands, not yet defined, delivered. 
no exalting of songs, no songs to worship womb. At 12, it meant everything. Feminine, fruitful, bloomed, demented, despicable, exalted songs of putridity, psalms that curses womb. At present, it means so many things. Feminine, facting, stricken with discomfort, desire, searching all meanings of mislearning between 11 and 12, exalting songs of discovery, psalms of voluptuous revelations I sing. The end. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. You're very welcome. And your second one? Um, It's called Saying Goodbye. My eyes have not closed since the moon's rest, two morns passed, and I am seeing ghosts. Specters in translucent blacks, blues, and reds view grotesque obscenities, draw glowing gray circles around the dead places in and on me that steal my very existence and laugh cruelly as my fingers travel, feeling the imperfections. They weigh heavy, are angry, and have been since innocence claimed my first step. I am weak, but stand here with hand held out in nervous effort to touch and be touched, to find a common ground where the exhausting voices of times gone by and my need to put them to rest may at last unite. I wish to bid adieu to discomfort, or I'm sorry, I wish to bid adieu to discontent by means of some unknown power, a magic. And so I reach, touch her forehead, kiss it, lean in close and whisper, I love you, I forgive you. And... Wow, that was powerful. Thank you. That was actually written about my mother passing away. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Absolutely incredible right. I mean, you could feel the emotion, the draw. It was just, it was, it was incredible. Thank Fantastic you so much. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Okay, um... Everybody can find me on Facebook under Poet Tammy Hendricks with an X and at WordPress under TammyLHendricks.wordpress.com. Perfect. All right, Tammy, and we will see you next week, honey? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Love you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you've been here regularly. It's been so good. So good having you back in our lives. It's been so good to be around. I really enjoy your platform, and I appreciate what you do. We appreciate you being part of our family. Thank you, Tammy. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller. Whoops. Not. I did it again. You're next, Mama. All right. Next caller, 503. 503, then 216 and 83, or 863. All right. 503, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is John. Hey, John. How are you, my love? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I have a 
basically a medium-sized poem, and I will read it for you. And it's okay. called The Fairy Tale. Oh, right. uh, I dreamed I saw a lady fair standing by the moon, and all the stars around her there would bow and stip and swoon. But never in a million years did she think she was safe, for a pirate ghost wanted her the most and was coming to steal her away. One day the ghost on his white horse came riding through her space and spied the moon upon his course and caused, called to him, uh, called him to a race. If I win, I'll have your girl, spoke the pirate to the moon, and if you win, I'll leave this world and take from it my gloom. So the man in the moon jumped into his car and raced with all good speed through Orion and Virgo, past Venus and Mars, and then twice around the tree. And although the moon was very fast, the ghost was a little bit faster. And though the moon loved the girl, the race looked like disaster. But as they jumped into the Milky Way and raced with all, uh, raced for the shore of honey, the pirate slipped and fell away, and the moon went off like a bunny. And when the lady saw the moon, she threw her fan in laughter. And as the pirate left this world, they all lived happily after. End of poem. I love it. <laughs> do you? I do. That was that was uh, written about 25 years ago, and it was the last time I heard a word from my moves until after my wife had died, and I started writing for your poetry show. So that's an old one. And I, I wrote it in pale blue ink, so it's fading. <laughs> oh, you better trans- trans- transcribe it somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to transcribe it onto my computer and throw it in my poetry file. Yeah, it has one last verse to it, but it's a stolen verse. Uh, the last verse is, uh, and, and the dreams that you dream really do come true. And if you know that reference, then you're a genius. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a, a reference to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the last line, and yeah, it's the last line in the song that Dorothy sings. So, anyway, that's what I had for you tonight. I won't go on um, because everything else is a repeat. And uh, I wish you well. You can find me uh, about three blocks from where I live, playing music with my good friend Bob, who is uh, getting a little old and a little. Uh, arthritic so i have to get down there after this <laughs> oh and have fun i wish i was hanging out yeah i wish you were too it's just around the corner from where your your sister lives so i don't know where she yeah. lives yeah well if you did you'd know it was just around the corner <laughs> <laughs> so. well have fun tonight sweetheart yeah i plan to anyway thank you for letting me read thank you john love you dearly I love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Mama. Yes. Hi. You sound happy. <laughs> so glad that you sounded happy today. Even Soldier Blue sounds a little bit happy. So, <laughs> You know, I, I he gonna, writes about such intense stuff and has, know. you know, 
that it's good to hear. He isn't always that way, so it's really good to hear him being in a good, healthy place right now while he's writing because it can sure pull him in. Right. Mm-hmm. And Clarence, that was awesome. The Clarence was awesome today. That boy is really laying me out because um, he said one yesterday. I hope he would have read it today, but he didn't. But he said a, uh, a line in his poem yesterday that laid me out. But I have to wait until he does it. I'm not going to give his his line away. But it was it was dope. So I'm going to reach on my quotes. Yeah, you'll like this one. Um, well, some of my quotes I got from my dad. He always had these quotes, and then some of them I made up myself. And my whole family had these quotes that they would say when I was little, so some of them kind of, like, came from there. And one of my dad was, dad's quotes was, a too much sugar for a dime. And that meant it was too good to be true. <laughs> You know, I like then, it. <laughs> you know, somebody's trying to put it on you real thick. You know, and you're not going for it. You're like, yeah, too much sugar for a dime. You know. Okay. I've never so heard that before, but I'm totally in love with it. The next quote I have is, "What's understood need not be explained." And I think that was my dad, one of his quotes, too, that I adopted. Then the next one was, when I die, I'm taking my life with me. And that's that's my quote. And this one is one of my favorites by me. If I can, if I can or have made you laugh, we, oh, what is this? Let me try to get this off of here. Okay. Now, everything disappeared. One, seven, two, four, four. Okay. Back to my quote. If I can or have made you laugh, we have a deep bond. Laughter is the connection that can never be unplugged. And that was one of my quotes. Then this one is not my quote, but it's one of my favorite quotes. That which holds our attention holds our destiny. And then this is one of my quotes from a poem. The truth needs to matter again or nothing else will. And one of my quotes that everybody kind of bit off of, you cannot turn a prune back into a plum. And then, um, never measure your own success by a fool's measuring stick. I think that's the one I like. That doesn't sound like my my own. And then this one is my own. I'm not mental. I'm a poet. (laughs) Okay. Um, This is one of mine, and I love this one. If you do what you're not supposed to do, you'll get what you're not supposed to get. That's my truth right there. Hmm, I and love it. This, thank you. And this one is, my poetry's 
never been a rebel rouser, just a rabble dowser. And that's the end of my little quote there. And if you have time, I got a, a piece I could do. If not, you can go ahead on to the next person. Go I'll ahead. Just, oh, you want me to go ahead and do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was kind of sad. It's, she took death hard. You've heard it before. She took death hard. She gave up on living, though hoping for a miracle. She was praying for a blessing. Seems all her future plans washed out with the ideals that rolled away. With the, I'm sorry. Seems, seems all her ideals washed out with the tides that rolled away. Though her realities were unstable, there were many who loved her sincerely. She was not certain of her choices yet, though she took her own death real hard. Though her baby's name was chosen in the third grade, her fate was established on the Friday that she was killed and raped. She never finished school and never birthed a child. We took her death real hard. Thoughts of her were still causing tears as her spirit was not calm. She could not lie peaceful in her burial plot, yet she could not leave this realm. Her work here was undone, and we cried if one mentioned her name. The lie that plucked their ego's pitch caused responses that were high-strung, reactions exposed on guilty sleeves. She left a list on earth unfinished. This caused her to take death hard. She could not rest in her angry grave. She truly was dearly departed. Her rage enraged the gentle breeze till tornadoes and torrents of acid rain poured down, thus caused the hurricane. Wind spun round recklessly. Rain flooded the earth and all the land. She met with other tormented souls. With each one, she and they did bond. Hate, lies, and envy had caused abominable acts of shame. When faith was lost and hope was scarce, Mother Nature took the blame. Nature's promises are now fulfilled. We, the passionate people, cried, Oh, God, are you mighty still? Retribution has hit them with revenge. Now all the restless souls can rest and finally leave this wicked place. Peace be unto the praise givers. We, the living, are now grateful to be tendered with his mercy. We know that karma has been faithful. We who ask a silent God to speak for us, we who have received such grievous injustice, God has spared us from the violent stream and from the lies the deluge has claimed. Not only has the innocent died this time, 
but this time has claimed the guilty too. Those who have sold the wind and finally reaped the whirlwind. But I find no joy in others' sorrow, but find relief in my restored belief. Comforted that we are not alone, restoring faith, removing doubt, that God is still on the throne. And I'm going to leave it here because it's pretty long. I'll read the whole thing another time. I absolutely loved it. I cannot wait to hear the rest of it. Thank you. You are very welcome, Mama. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love you. Love, All right. love you. Tell everyone how to find you. They can just check back next week. I'll give them the in-depth description, but basically I'll be here at 8 o'clock if God's willing. Always he is. All right, Mama. I love you. Thank you for being here with me tonight. Always love you. Thank you. Love is forever. It is. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863. I'm going to go ahead and give the line up. I really am going to keep my comments short, you guys, because I'm not going to get you all on if I don't. We have 863 by 50685. Excuse me. <laughs> we won't get through because I can't say numbers. 863-506-585-732-503-240. And we do have 757 and 407 that are not in the lineup. If either of you want to call on the air, press 1, and that will alert me that it's okay to unmute you. Otherwise, enjoy the show. So let's go ahead and grab area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. Hey, Noreen. How are you, love? I'm doing okay. And, and you? I'm doing awesome. That's good. Okay. And, and the poem I got for Gary tonight is called On My Back Porch. I could feel the moon looking down on us while I held you close and firm for a long time. I ran my hand over your silky hair down your back while some of it tickled my nose and I got some in my mouth. I still held on to your warm body, enjoying the warmth and closeness of my sweetheart. The end. That was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Okay, and for me, well, um, I got this be my first time ever reading this, and um, and I got I used three lines of your poetry prompts. I was flying in my dreams. Who runs the cloud top? Watch, and the third one is what should I say when I find you? And I got this inspiration from um what Gary wrote to me before he passed away, and he wrote this is his quote: I'll see you later. Don't look for me. I'll be far in the clouds. Do look for me. And that was his quote, and this is my response in the poem. Okay. I was flying in my dreams last night, searching for you, who roamed the cloud tops. I look high and low, not missing a cloud. I cry and cry, where are you? Where are you? Not a sound. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I will search for you high and low in my dreams and when I'm awake until my last dying breath. I know I'll see you then. I need you now. I want you now. Can't you hear the pain, the hurt in my voice? 
please don't do this to me. Please come out from hiding. When I'm outside, I look up in the sky, hoping I will see you in the clouds. I cry and cry. Where are you? Where are you? I'm not giving up. I am not giving up. What should I say when I find you? I want to say, why did you give up so soon? Why, why don't you love me? Why couldn't you fight harder and stay? I love you so much, and I'll never stop loving you. Oh, I miss you so much. You'll always be my teddy bear, darling, my man. The end. That was... Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, some days, not all days are good days, are they? Nope. Nope, I wrote this today. But it's okay. You know, you wouldn't have bad days that hurt that much if you didn't love that deeply. Yes. You know, so if you think about it that way, I think about that sometimes when I'm really thinking about Jake and missing Jake. You yes. know, sometimes I'm glad, I'm glad that it hurts that bad. I need it to hurt that bad because that makes me know that I remember. Yes. You know, and not all days are good days and some days are bad days. And when they're bad days, enjoy that. Enjoy the bad days because you have to, mm-hmm. because you enjoy the good ones so much. And sometimes it's okay to cry and feel the way you're feeling. And when you are, just know that every single one of us that love you, Noreen, are there with you, just like Gary is there with you. Okay? Yes. Okay. Thank you. But why am I picturing him grinning at you right now? I don't know. I'm picturing him smiling at you so big right now. I really am. He loves you. Yep. And we love you, Noreen. Okay, thank you. I'm going to let you go take some breaths, okay? Tell everyone how to find you. Okay. Um, You can find, um, Gary and I, we can find all of our books on Amazon.com and, um, you can find um, us on our um, official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot com. No dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can find um, Gary on um, um, Facebook dot com and um, ReverbNation dot com and poetrypoem dot com. And you can find me on ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, and Facebook.com. And you can also find um, find us on um, KO-FI.com under Gary and Noreen. And you can also find, um, um, find us um, on the Poetry Club. Um, we have a the um the Facebook live every Saturday night at five thirty. Um um uh, um every Friday. I mean Saturday at five thirty. Very cool. All right, Noreen, we love you, honey. Thank you okay. so much and I'm giving you, you hugs right now. We all are. Okay. Okay. 
because because today, well, yesterday was um, two two years and um, seven months. Uh, yesterday that he was um, he'd been gone. I know. I but thought we didn't have to go. That's all. I know, honey. But you know, remember, the body's organic. It can only stay so long. But the soul doesn't go away. The part of him that loves you doesn't go away. The, the, all the memories, the fingerprints, the touches, the the voice, the smiles, he programmed all of those into you. He gave himself to you. They're still there. He's still there with you, you know? Mm-hmm. And that can never go away. That can never be taken away. And you know he's there. Yes. I know. Go make yourself some tea and curl up with a blanket and... You know, just reach to him for strength, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay, thank you. You're welcome, Nori. Okay. We love you, honey. Okay, we love you, too. Okay. All right, love. Bye-bye. Okay. Or okay. talk to you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you're on the air. Hi. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Fine, thanks. Lady A calling from Canada. Lady A, yep. It's been a bit. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Very good, thanks. I'm enjoying the show, and my sympathies go out to uh, Noreen. I felt, I felt her pain. Yeah. Gary um, is amazing, for sure. Yes. Um, I wrote a poem called Jagged Corners um, a couple of years ago. And may I read it now? Please, yes. Anterior canvas, portraits painted, silent as eyes gaze, evokes emotional response from those who highly praise. Should the portrait return in kind, your beauty I adore, lonely would walk away when comfort came through that door. Life is multifaceted, points, In jagged corners, pain, sorrow, disenchantment leaves grieving mourners. Secrets shared with trusted friends, betrayal then ensues. Twenty years disregarded, once again I sing the blues. Childhood suffering, teenage angst alone endured all. Giving love to family, friends met with cold, hard walls. Lingering need for affection, a kiss upon my cheek. I've learned self-love, my reliable friend, keeps me from the brink. Some are destined to love husbands, wives, and lovers, utter adoration and promises to love no other. Poe knew well of what I speak. He lived it till his death. He said, and all I've loved, I've loved alone with his dying breath and poem. Edgar Allan Poe said that. Yes. All I've loved. You know, that's my very, Alone is my favorite poem he's written. Yeah. He wrote. My last, the second last uh, line was, Poe knew well what I, of what, what I speak, he lived it till his death. That was mm-hmm. his quote, Yeah. I love that. I love that you incorporated that in there, and I love that somebody else knows that. You know, that's not a real well-known poem of his. 
Oh. And it's not like it's, you know. He yeah. was a, an amazing, intriguing man. He had, he, um, well, I don't have time to go into it tonight, but I would love to talk to you about that more. But yeah, he really was. You know, and, and people who get him, get him because they, Understand the footsteps he walked in. They, they, it's a, they, they know that place he walks. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic job, sweetheart. I have a um, um, Joe Paré um, waiting on two oh four two four zero to do a collab with me. Okay, let me grab them. All right, they are unmuted. Welcome, them, welcome them to the show. Hey, hun. Wonderful. I'm turning the mic over to you guys. I knew you were special before I even felt you. You may even ask yourself, how was that possible? A roll with the dice? Stories told of my vices? I'm usually cold if I'm left to my own devices. Societal pressures try to influence who will pleasure, who decides who one should be with. Like minds are tuned in time, it's often not a good fit. Most often, like minds can barely deal with it. You know, conversations about the little things, learning what you love, learning what you bring, learning outside the borders of your boudoir, how you sing knowing what turns you on, what sets you on fire, agreeing for the sake of. How do you like your makeup? What's your lyrical switch? What words are triggers? What slip-ups or mishaps could never be forgiven? What flowers are taboo for you and have you itching? It's hard to love fully with a question mark, yet we question the very thing we're so deeply thinking of. Words stood up from all the others quietly in wonder. Let no one dictate destiny. Opposite fact, the secrets unfold, open to happiness untold. Differences are at first endearments. Don't let them be love's disappearance. Nuances learned and taught. Respect the key lovers have got. Songs, flower, words empower, thoughts guarded like a virgin flower. Speak the words, show feelings, take the chances given. Live not in regret, live life until we die. Don't live as though you're dying. And peace. Wow. You guys, fantastic job on that. Thank you. Thank you, You're very Thank welcome. You. So, you guys can tell everybody how to find you? Um, you can find me, uh, Lady A, at allpoetry.com, um, and on Facebook, Andrea Wheaton. And you, can find me on, you can find me on Facebook with uh, Joe Perry. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the Divine Dancer, and that's pretty much all I got going on right now. <laughs> I doubt that. I think I think that's probably an understatement, but we'll let you get away with it. <laughs> Congratulations on your fifteenth year. Oh, you're welcome. It's not until October. Our anniversary's in October. I'm just getting excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. year was a blast too. What's that? I said last year's anniversary was a blast as well. Wasn't it? It was fun, wasn't it? We're not, I don't know what we're going to do this year for our anniversary show, but it's going to, I'm going to have to think of something good. Yeah, well. Maybe I send out emails and everybody has to write a verse and do a collab, and that's what we'll close the show with. Oh, wow. That was and I'll good. just unmute everybody's mics, all of you, at the same time. <laughs> and all hell will break loose and the seas will part. <laughs> All right, you guys, fantastic job tonight. I appreciate you guys hanging on the line and calling in and reading. Thank you very much. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller is 585. You are on the air. Well, all right. Hey, how you doing? This is Doug Curry. How you doing? Hey, darling, how are you? It's good to hear from you. I've missed you. I've missed being here, but I'm enjoying it tonight. Congratulations to all the poets that came before. And a quick shout-out to Joe Perry and Lady A, who I believe I know from a group called Late Night Poets on allpoetry.com. Very well done. Uh, I got two things if I have that kind of time. This first one, I don't know that I'm already all the way completed with it, but we'll give it a try. It's called... Children of the Grime. There was music and dance, adventure and romance. On our streets where a child could hear and see life songs in exquisite drama. Where a guitar man wooed, a Santos who cooed, a love song to porters and maids. While we spun tops to spinning, sent girls into grinning, double-timing their double-dutch, singing their age-old street songs. Mired in this muck, we were all out of luck. Underwater too deep to escape our father's sins, our mother's suffering. Children of the grind, of poverty and crime. Drawn to the corner just ahead, 8th Avenue, the signpost tread. 125th Street on the A-train line. Sights and smells are fixed in our mind. Never will get out of this black hole alive. We will never in life leave Harlem behind. And the whole rhythm of that, the whole way that you used the rhymes throughout, made it sound like it could be a modern-day soliloquy in a Shakespearean play. Well, it is kind of Shakespearean if you think about some of some of the characters and some of the the tragedies the, the, and the tragedies. Mhm. I love it. Thank you. I'm glad that'd be, to be That would be a great to... video. If you could do a video, film that of you walking down the streets. Yeah, yeah. Put I red can, in I that can, style. Yeah. see how that might work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know right, you, I know your time is limited, but I have thing that I... This is a blues that I had once. It's called Tuesday. 
Our words unsaid left me undone. I swallowed hard on questions and pleas retreating from the tip of my tongue. I can't say I would have stayed for your happiness despite the needs of mine. I do know you just left, disappeared. I think, at the very least, I would have listened. You could have said whatever needed to be said. Goodbye. Don't go. Can't we try? Or anything else you might have said, if only just because it was Tuesday. And boom. Wow. You can't have the blues no more. (laughs) It's not allowed. I won't allow it. (laughs) I won't have it. I refuse it. It ain't ain't no joke. (laughs) It's not. It's, so, it's nothing romantic and beautiful and soulfully sad. No, it's a pain in the no. ass. You really have them. <laughs> you know, maybe in a hundred years you could look back and write a song to it, but not today. <laughs> I'm not done being pissed yet. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad to, to have caught the the works of the poets that I heard so far tonight. I'm just glad that of of the many times I don't manage to get here on a Thursday night that I managed to get here tonight and I do appreciate everyone and the opportunity to work with you on this platform. Well I appreciate you so much. I have such respect and love for you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you, John. It's reciprocal. Tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, I'm I'm Doug Curry. I ain't around much. I'm uh, I'm on Facebook. My Facebook page got so messed up that I'm not around there too much. Um, I when I'm working on poetry, I'm usually on all poetry. As I said, that's where I know Lady A is from, um, and that's a good that's a good place to find any work of mine. It's under the name of Manchild ninety nine, and uh, I try to make it here as many Thursdays as I can. We love it every time you do. Thank you so much, Doug. All right. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Bye, hon. All right. We have two callers left. I think I'm actually going to get you all on time. 732, you are on the air. Oh, great. Hang on. Six, seven, eight. Novel pathogen that's hidden within a symptomatic neighbor as be a mystery not to be questioned or a silent threat marked by fever. Is it an understanding that empowers the politicization of a cult mind of disinformation or consequential rhetoric that will polarize the future herd immunity? An authentic placebo will mimic the after-effect Mouths full of ash. We grasp and gasp and muscle flinch the necessities of trial and error inside the intensive care unit. They languish in isolation behind plastic curtains, porous walls. Incredible. Well, there it goes. Okay, six, seven, eight. We grasp with the muscle flinch and necessities of trial and error. Inside the intensive care unit, they languish in isolation. Behind plastic curtains, porous walls, locked down in the background of flame-proof doors, 
where the sacred air is pumped through respirators, incubated gas. Again, the emergency rooms at capacity. The transferal method of an identical virus disguised in the semblance that mimics the death's head moth, the immutable death of God's silence in modern-day masked graves. Together, in the balance of sinless science, we cross over parted waters of the vaccine stream. Vaccinate yourself. Vaccinate yourself. Vaccinate yourself. Yeah, I got a week to work it out. And producing on a PC is absolutely it's impossible. It's terrible. There's no internal dialogue. So I got a couple days to straighten it out. I agree about writing on the PC, yep. Okay, so when you write on a PC and you kind of forward the space, it, like, deletes the letter or something. You can't edit in the middle of a a sentence. You have to drop down a line and add a space. You have to add, like, a three-part process. It fucks up your internal dialogue. fucks my head up. That's why I always tell people writing with a pen or paper, writing with a pen and paper, pencil, paper, whatever, your mind works differently, and you write better. Well, for writing, I think. and, well, yeah, as in wherever you are amongst your process, and then that's, you know, editing and, you know, kind of pro tools stuff. Yeah. But it, the technology is the best. Can, Novel pathogen hidden within an asymptomatic neighbor, a mystery not to be questioned, or a silent threat marked by fever, an understanding that empowers the politicization of a cult mind of disinformation, and the consequential rhetoric that will polarize the future herd immunity, and an authentic placebo that an authentic placebo and the after effect like mouths full of ash ash. So I have to get rid of mimic because we use that word twice. So we we gasp with the muscle flinch, the necessity of trial and error. We singularize that. It's not necessities. Inside the intensive care unit, language, languish in isolation behind plastic curtains, porous walls, locked down in the background of flame-proof doors as sacred air is pumped through a respirator's incubated grass. And again, the emergency room's at capacity. The transferal method of the identical virus, it's disguised in a semblance that mimics a death's head moss and the immutable death of God's silence, modern-day mass graves. Together in the balance of sinless silence, we'll cross over parted waters of a vaccine stream. So vaccinate yourself. Okay, so I'm in the emergency room. And the hospital's at capacity, and it took a while to figure out that everyone was in there because of the COVID. So it was like a death vision. You could see people clutching their lungs. If I already said this maybe a week or three ago, people were clutching their lungs, and the person next to them had that, you know, God, uh, Virgin Mary, you know, reaching for another world, and people would have, like, oxygen tubes in their nose, and other people would have oxygen masks. And you could hear people with that dry, raspy, death rattle cough. And it took a while to settle in. It's like, oh, you're turning ambulances away? 
the emergency rooms kind of at capacity. This is like a COVID influx. So, you know, my Moderna was working overtime. Hey, I should just call in like closer to 11 o'clock, right? So I don't <laughs> have to keep the phone going. That's that, all. Yeah. Whatever, because I don't want, want the phone to go dead. Hey, I appreciate it. Let me work it out. There's a couple edits going on. There's some other lines. I have, like say, I have a couple days to figure it out. And not to be self-centered, the person who will accompany me, you know, he's a pretty, you know, credible musician. So we'll work it out, you know, before the performance. Or, you know, just like everybody, you, you just cop something iconic. Innovated acts of medical necessity disprove the disprove the after effect. So we'll have to get rid of necessity because we use that word twice. That's all. Be blindfolded. Love the process. Absence of light. It's all, all right. Then do me a favor us. and tell everyone how to find yeah, you. Get, are you kidding? Nobody. Nobody wants it anyhow. It's all process. Thanks. Thanks for letting me work it out. I, I listened through that workshop a week or two ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, we weren't sure what we were hearing. If she was saying, like, play into the audience or learn how to read the room. When we heard it as learn how to read the room, we agreed with that. Some of it was a little, but then most of that's the individual. Anyhow, it wasn't for us to decide. That's all. Okay. The diagnosis of a reckless myth. And anyhow... Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for letting me um, <laughs> try it out. It's, it, You're welcome, you know, It's only the second time. Say, so we got a couple days to tighten it up. Okay. Hey, Jam. Which is whatever. I, thanks. <laughs> You're it's welcome. It's miserable outside. Stay inside. <laughs> We're not sure about We have two stadium shows this weekend. We're not sure. And we don't know. But now to enter or to come to, you know, the local, our local, you know, headquarters club, it's like you're going to have to wear a mask and we're going to ask you to show COVID cards, like enough of this nonsense. Like, don't, you know, it's awesome. I only know two people who are into that kind of like weird conspiracy, mm-hmm. whatever nonsense. So, yeah, no, if you're going to, you know, to perform – you're going to have to show a COVID card. Everybody knows everyone, but, you know, and you're going to be wearing a mask. We're in a hot zone here, you know, because everybody comes down because it's like a, you know, a vacation spot. We're a mess. It's fucked up around here. Like, no joke. Mm-hmm. So we even blew off, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I haven't done We're not sure. Thank you very much. Thanks for the mic time. We're You're good? welcome, baby. Mad respect. Yeah, okay, everybody safe and good? Yep. All that. Yeah, no, common sense. Hey. Yeah, I... Oh, you know, from the Rogue One movie, I am one with Moderna, and Moderna is one with me. I am one with Moderna, and Moderna is one with me. Right? I am one with the Force, and the Force is one with me. Thank you. <laughs> you like idiot pop culture reference. You think it's fun being this? This is fucking torturous. I am one with Moderna, and Moderna is one with me. Hey, cool. All right, Gregory. Show's we'll over talk in to you next five week, minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, I got two more callers to get to. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. Excellent.
Take All it right. to the limit. All right. Thanks, I'm not then. hanging up. I'm going to want to listen to the rest of the show. That's okay. Walk. I'll put you on hold. I'll put you on hold, baby. Yeah, hold my heart. Like, <laughs> All right. Thanks, you, sweetie. Thank you, Ms. All right. Our Jesus. next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hey, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? Doing good. How about you? Absolutely wonderful, Melvin. You want to introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, yes. My name is Melvin Johnson. Um, and what do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Uh, okay, I have a, a poem. It's called Victims No More. Um, I used to work in a homeless shelter, and I wrote this poem um, while I was working there. It's called Victims No More. How did I get here? In this shelter, living in fear. Every time he hit me, he said that it was my fault, that if he didn't love me, he would leave. And I was caught between bidding him good riddance and begging him to stay. To redeem my self-esteem, I would say, I forgive you. I live you. I breathe you. And if you go, I will grieve you. And he would put his arms around me and say, you're mine, meaning I own you. And I thought it was love never realizing that I was addicted to his abuse. Living in an atmosphere of domestic violence is an addiction. It's an affliction of low self-esteem and a lack of self-worth. Sometimes the fear of being alone is greater than the fear of death. So how did I get here? In this shelter, living in fear, it was the tears that I saw in my daughter's eyes that made me realize that the hell she was living in was greater than mine and that I cannot allow my weakness to define her future. Now, each day I grow stronger. I no longer submit my soul to his power and control. And to all of you like me, with these words I implore, walk away and be victims no more. End poem. Wow. You know, I love the part of that, that where you talk about um, addicted to the addiction, or addicted to the abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a lot of truth there, and I think until someone can admit that they are addicted to that abuse, addicted to that cycle, it's just destined to repeat itself. Right. You know, I, when I was conscious, I had this theory that people don't change until change becomes more important than saying the same. And there's a lot of truth in that. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful piece, my darling. Thank you. You are very welcome. Do you want to tell everyone how they can come show you some love? Uh, yeah, you can find me on um, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, and on All Poetry under Melvin D. Johnson. Perfect. And thank you so much for closing out the show so wonderfully once again with me. <laughs> thank you. I love you. Uh-huh. Love you, Melvin. We'll talk to you soon, honey. All right. All right. So we had one more caller, a Skype caller. It looked like I think they dropped. I don't see them now. So, you guys, it's been an amazing show. It's been a really fun evening. A lot of emotions going on, a lot of sharing, a lot of caring. And I just appreciate you guys so much. I'm going to close the show tonight with a piece. By Cy Philbrook. Incredible poet that we recently lost. 
We can't lose something that we are always going to have. I'm just going to play it. This is this this is this is not poetry. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, everybody. Good night. This is not poetry. This is not poetry. This is standing with a mic in hand and bandying words to make it seem we've seen it all or heard it all before, as if we know the score. This is not poetry. If we do not scream that we have seen that abused child, not the Daily Mail social worker's failed arm's length version, but... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.